it's definitely not the shittiest I've ever heard it sound. What's after breakfast? What's before lunch? It's Austin, Texas. It's weird radar shit. <laughs> Ew. At www.radarshit.com. I bet that exists. Whitney's favorite has website. To. You know. It has to exist. Yeah. Your favorite pastime. Get it because it has ass in it. Oh, I thought it means because it's passed through your system. It could be that. It can be both. That it can be both. Contains multitudes. Multitudes. Is that what it Every episode I start with poop joke? Yes. Okay. Well, at this point, yes. yes. It is a requirement. Mm. It's either that or bring a, um autobiography by a royal. Well, we only have one. Uh huh. Have other have other royals written? Oh God, yeah. There's a they're ton bored. of those. No, they've written their own though, not other people. That's what an about autobiography. Is. That's what I'm saying. I feel like a lot of them haven't because they're very tight lipped. Because they don't know how no. to read. They write their own shit, and it's like I'm the best. I don't know if you. I mean, of think me. of how many presidents and first ladies we've had. That it's different though. <laughs> Why the royals and elected officials? Yeah, yeah, it's very. Yeah, I think it's both have lives. Yeah, and they're um, writing about them, varying levels of interest. You know, if I went and wrote a autobiography memoir, mm-hmm. same thing as a royal, pretty much. Actually, yeah. I mean, the effect that you have it's because on like Lisa's privileged, yeah, and inbred, <laughs> and inbred. <laughs> That's true. Hey. That's true. Man, ooh, I heard that. That was my neck a that couple times. <laughs> sounded like it Very made it gross. me want to up to the top of my head. It was real nice. I want that. You ain't supposed to crack your bones in your head, Haley. Well, well they just do it. I got loose bones. <laughs> got loose bones. Oh. Outside bones. bones. Outside bones. Never forget teeth. Outside bones. The bones that you wash. And when you're a kid, they fall from your head. And to make things less weird, we say they got stolen by a demon that your parents know. Uh, what a song. Um, South by is over for me, and that's nice. It never Lisa started and I for me. Had a fun, Same. A fun, we've had a fun march with our work. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You haven't updated me on any of that. Oh, we'll talk off the pod we'll about get it. Into we'll, we'll it. We'll take it offline. Yeah, yeah, we'll take it offline to speak work-wise. We can circle back to it. I follow some, or I don't even think I follow some guy on TikTok. It just showed up. I don't follow feed. any men on TikTok. Oh, my God. I hope that's true. No. <laughs> just like... No gay guys. No nothing. No zero men. No on nothing. TikTok. I didn't no realize nothing. a pattern that I had uh, recently that <laughs> is very on brand for me. Um, every if I ha- start a TikTok and there's a child in it, I may- immediately scroll past mm-hmm. it. If the focus of it is a child, one because I'm not interested, and two, I don't want to have my algorithm Wait, think I'm okay. interested in funny kid videos and three I don't think children should be on the internet not sure. for any real reason of like protection is just I don't want you don't want them yeah no. you should start doing it like the girl who like hates guys she's like things that guys shouldn't be allowed to have <laughs> yes. seatbelts people if you drive so well why, why do you need, need a seatbelt <laughs> it's like things that are only for the girls yeah things that are only for girls laughter as like, many because there's a couple of um child free by choice tiktok accounts that have popped up before and they're fine but they're always a little bit cringy because it's kind of like 
there's everything a certain, is about the choice to yeah, be that way instead just, of just living your life like yeah, a normal human. There are some nice things to see because in society it is generally pushed that you should want right. to have kids. So it is nice to see other people who are like, you don't. Yeah. But there's a certain point where that if that's your entire brand, it's the exact opposite of like if you were like a mommy vlogger. Yeah. It's the same spirit. Yeah. It's like with, atheists who are like, like too into it. Actually, I'm an atheist yeah. and like just just like chill it's out just as no cringe. one gives a shit like a college kid in yeah the, yeah in yeah. the mall for the first mm-hmm. time yeah there's a preacher and they're like i'm gonna skip all my classes to argue yeah with you. exactly yeah. like just which is what that guy showed up there be. for yeah um so did you not watch i sent you one that was like a woman who had given birth to twins and it was like the thing was like who is the something something and it's like mom you didn't I think you just liked it but the I've, point I was I've like so many I was like I don't know if she's gonna watch all the way through because that's how it started but it's <laughs> when you watch it all the way through and she's like look who couldn't even bother to show up and it was like the, dad the, yeah, but it was an urn it's an ultimate yes <laughs> I do I remember like, it because it's usually, an ultimately yeah, dead it's always dead dad a joke. dead dad joke yeah. if any of them yeah We'll send them to each other. And then Caitlin sent them to me. All oh, the yeah. Time. If she ever finds one. Caitlin will send me a dead dad joke, yeah. which I appreciate. Brandon will send me TikToks about siblings being mean to each other. I don't know why he would I don't send that. I don't know why he doesn't send them. I don't. What I don't understand is why he doesn't send you TikToks because he sends me TikToks that he thinks you would think I would were like, funny. And I'm yeah. like, just send them to her. Maybe he's, he's like, no. scared because of how mean she is to her sibling. You know? Maybe. Brandon I would never thinks be I'm the mean Brandon. one. I would never be mean to Brandon, no. though. You can't. It's hard. It's impossible. Yeah. Can you imagine? Uh-uh. I'm kind of mean to Brandon, but it's fun. It's okay. It's our whole Alien. dynamic. Yeah. That's cute. He likes it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can see that. How many banks do we think we can take down in a week? All of them. Just fucking, let's get rid of the economy. Like, let's just destroy it all. I do love all of the, um, again, this is more TikTok stuff about people being like, if a bank fails, it does not matter because I have no money. Yeah. So it's I'm like, really worried about do not give a shit. My debt being in the SBB <laughs> bank right now. <laughs> What's going to happen to all my debt? Yeah. <laughs> oh no. Should I take it out of there and move it to another bank? <sighs> no, I'm, I'm ready for societal collapse. I think. I think I do okay. I don't know if I do I okay, think... but I also don't know if I'm willing to continue on the path that we're on currently. So I like, don't know that we're on a path. I really, I really don't know what maybe path that's we what would it be is. on yeah. at this moment. Maybe yeah. maybe that's what it is then. But yeah, I'm I'm ready to stop. Yeah, <laughs> Winnie, I'm ready to give up on life in general. I'm just I'm ready you know, to you, stop. Would you consider yourself? maybe a harm to yourself and others right now i mean you know but only in a like cool way <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah maybe sure yeah uh she's a harm to herself or others but only in a cool yeah. way what do y'all do for that yeah when he, do we i also feel like the only thing that i can do like that's like a skill is oh, crocheting yeah. yeah and i am un like i love to crochet but i do it for me and I don't know if I could like actually produce enough crochet you can have children with that's but, like, gonna be your number one Haley, no I guess we could all be whores <laughs> you know <laughs> Is that how you're I, gonna have your I children? mean I, I mean, couldn't <laughs> like, I, you could be, I a, could, you'd be a I great could. whore uh, oh, oh yeah. receiving a madam yeah we're gonna need a, a boss madam. of the whores yeah <laughs> 
whore boss at the Lamont family whore emporium. Dang, haven't thought about that in a while. Our first joint (laughs) mythical venture. Yeah, the Lamont family whore. That's how we would answer the phone at the saloon. Mm -hmm. I remember um, Drew. At people would accidentally think it was a salon, and Drew would make care appointments for people when they would call. (laughs) Oh my god. It's got two O's in it, bitch. Yeah. Learn to read. People would show up. And I, as far as I know, probably roll up and be like, I've been had. And then they drive away real sad. I just remember <laughs> one woman calling and she was like, what time are y'all open until? And I was like, oh, we're open till 2 a.m. And she was like, what? And I was like, yeah, we're open till 2 a.m. Like that's when most other yeah. bars close. And she was like, what? I don't know. People. Very confused. I get it. I mean, it is one O. Mm. so at a certain point we just all stopped answering the phone yeah i think I mean, that they still have that same most bars like don't call a bar most I've of the time never. you're calling to co- like did i leave my credit yeah, card up there it's like you gotta just, you just come gotta up, buddy. show up yeah like, but also you, you make that call at like noon yeah mm-hmm. or like 11 like yeah. as they're opening so yeah. you're not yeah if the cleaning people are there yeah. or like are the opening bartender the or give day. me let me talk to that shitbag manager who's just been sitting in the back there was nothing there was never a manager whoever was the tallest bartender basically (laughs) yeah whoever wanted to whoever wanted to fight one particular yeah (laughs) whoever (laughs) could reach the top who's throwing out the drunks that's who's in charge christy yeah christy Christy. absolutely yeah anyways aside from that um, i went to the ren fair this morning and what time did you get there what time did the doors open i don't know when doors open i guess 10 maybe we got there at like noon Mm -hmm. so i left there at two to get here Uh in this moment late still but it's fine holy (laughs) she had to get taco gabana and she did bring us a taco and cheeses so it's it's fine it's always forgiven thank you um but we got behind this car and i was like does that sticker say oh and then i i just to myself and then cj goes oh man that guy has elf ears and i go um Okay. He also has an I love my penis <laughs> sticker on the back of his what? car. <laughs> this all tracks. I love my penis? Yeah, like I heart New York, but I heart my penis. What? Yeah. <laughs> Just, That's not you even know, funny. It's it, With bumper hey, stickers, as, you got to bring your personality as, into I it. Mean, no, no, no. As we talked about the type of person who very much enjoys yeah, mm-hmm, Rune Fair. Mm-hmm, there yes. you go. That is. There she goes. Absolutely something. That's yep. a guy who's in his probably late 30s who still like plays the penis game yeah. at the mall. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to go early 50s. Okay. Um, yeah. I just know it's a, it's a cargo shirt and a. <laughs> cargo shirt. And shorts. <laughs> cargo shorts. I mean. And a shirt that technically fits him, but his gut forces the shirt up a little Absolutely. bit and i'm not fat shaming i'm just saying there's always that gap where i can see the bottom the of your belly gap. so and it's like a crop he, top and he doesn't realize yeah, he it. he doesn't know it because his belly's it. out or any but this is always what i think of when i see that is that even if their shirt is long enough they're not used to it actually touching their skin yeah. or being there yeah. so whether it's too short or not yeah. they're used to it feeling open air down there and there's also not a person in their life that would be like hey hon that shirt doesn't you really need to fit pull you your anymore shirt down. Yeah. uh yeah he loves his penis though i bet he does when he can see it <laughs> sometimes he just i guess he just feels for it maybe that's point. like the only way he could express it 
in a you know is, is this yeah is this some very specific anti-trans stuff like i love look i painted <gasps> i didn't could be. i didn't do any googling i just saw a sticker that looked a little like he what bought kind of it car off was of it what like, a, uh like a suburban it was or was like, it like a, a compact sedan Focus. sedan okay like a it's a kia fiesta sport. I would say He's driving a sidekick. It's definitely American, or it's a Kia. No, yeah. it's a, like a Hyundai, like no, a 2013 or or earlier. Okay, uh-huh. gotcha. Um, Hyundai yeah. sounds correct. Yeah. Okay. Couldn't afford the Honda. Mm-mm. Yeah. No, I had to throw that Y in there. Hyundai. Well, how was the rest <laughs> of Ren Fair? If that's how it started, it I mean, started with the bumper sticker. You know, it was absolutely fine. Mm-hmm. Had a good time. Got a kolache and a little iced chai. It was perfect weather. Yeah. Yeah, it is nice. And everybody is still there that I went yeah. with. That I just checked. They are still rocking and rolling. I mean, if you didn't get there till noon, I would, yeah, I would stay until five yeah. or at least. Yeah. I mean, two hours went by <laughs> way faster yeah. than I oh, thought yeah. they would. Well, it takes an hour to get out there. Do they go yeah. and watch all like the shows and like the jousting? Like the washing winches and... and- the trojans versus spartans i think they still do it do, do you remember that they would do english versus irish stuff do? which is fun <laughs> that makes sense i don't know which it also doesn't really make weekend. sense because so trojans and spartans definitely not, not ren fair they usually mm-hmm. theme the weekend like there's like viking weekend is this so irish i know that they do that at the texas ren fair but yeah. i don't know if they do that at Sherwood. I'm pretty sure Sherwood. Sherwood is the only one we've ever been to. No, we when we went we went to TRF when we were in high school. Oh, because we it was like a three hour drive. I remember the. Oh yeah, yeah we'd TRF. have to go all, all the way. way. That's right. Yeah. I forgot about that. That's a fun one. Yeah, that's probably the last time I went to TRF. Yeah, I've, <sighs> part of me thinks that I probably had to go out there at some point for a station event in my like seven all years at three being, years no 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 there? uh to sherwood because yeah. we did sherwood give mm-hmm. we always did yeah. sherwood giveaways yeah. i'm sure they still do sherwood mm-hmm. giveaways did you have free tickets i don't know you did she snuck in she did hopped you the fence did. she probably did hop a fence what so. a winch i what hid a winch. in cj's armor cape yeah <laughs> <laughs> he walked in as the ass of you a horse a trojan mm-hmm. horse mm-hmm. but it's only got two people Linda, in it yeah that's yeah. fun yeah, yeah. I like that. Um, I do like all. I, I like the shows. I like being in the back where I can keep walking if I need to. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't have time today. I'm sure they're doing stuff. That's a fun. I, I do like a Ren Fair. I was talking to Whitney about this before. How Ren Fair seems like one thing that I do think I need to drink to enjoy, <laughs> like fully. And, and in my sobriety, I've had this feeling before about other stuff, and I've always been wrong. I've always had a good time regardless. But something about Ren Fair. Haley had kind of like uh, Renfair has its own um, hotness level and it's definitely not based on like actual, actual attractiveness. True. It's based on boob size. Yeah. That's part Huge of it. Huge knockers. Yeah. And if what they look like in a corset. Yeah. 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 And then for, for women so, specifically. For guys, it's how much makeup do they have and did they make it yeah. look good? Yeah. Do they look like lots of eyeliner. What's his name from the mm-hmm. dating show? That's his name. Yeah. That's his name is mystery. Yeah. yeah. Do you not the remember that method? dating show? Oh, I can I go on for days. Is he the one who's the pick- guy? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. 
pickup artist. Heavy Renfair yes, energy he, from that Absolutely. Band. Well, he was peacocking. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, peacocking. That's, that's what, what it I is remember. with the guys. It's more couture And if they mom. have, like, beards and put, yeah. like, flowers in it and so shit. So the women are, like, big-titted magpies that are... Magpies? Yeah, they're looking for the guys with the most uh, sparkly, shiny things on them. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It's an interesting dance to watch as an outsider. Yeah. And yeah. then you now you have, like, there's tons, not tons, but there's, like, groups of furries that go. That's, okay. I don't know how to feel about that. that Are they all, like, horses? Hot, like, physically too hot to do. Yeah. Today was fine. Yeah. But it's cold out. It's no, they're pleasantly cool outside. They're, whomever their uh, furry avatar is, that's who they are. And then they dress their... their oh, um, they put like armor they on. Dress, yes. And then today, what fucked me up, we were walking by a group and I was like, oh, cool, cool. And then one of them was talking like the mouth... No, was an argu- like an articulated mouth. Yes, it, well, no, it was just like and a it, Teddy Ruxpin yeah. situation. As Lisa walked by, its head went, uh, and it goes, but it, I couldn't tell if they were speaking like their own language, and it was coming through like what sounded like a speaker. Yeah, but it was as they were talking, so it was like one of those. One of those like fake microphones you get at the dollar store and give to a kid to be like, oh, oh like it echoes more yes. than one thing. Yeah. Yes. And I was like, I have a million questions and I don't want to ask any of them. I don't, I just like, I can understand why furries would show up there because it's cosplay. Any cosplay yeah. environment, there's going to be like the furry version of it. And I don't want to shame anybody for it. Like, sure, why not? I guess yeah. we're yeah, all kind of there. Yeah. No, I'm not there to shame. What threw me off was the moving mouth and the yeah. voice coming out of it. Yeah. That is that next level. And when I've been, not that I'm around furries a lot, mm. more than you know, mm, but it is more than you know. It's yeah. more than They're among I us. think some folks would be comfortable with. But I bet there's it. So mm-hmm. the desire to be a furry and the but ability also, like, to be a furry are very an different. Online presence as a furry and not have all that's the metaverse, gear. bro. Smart, now right? we're getting we're getting advanced now. If that if we're talking about that, then the numbers higher. Otherwise, I would say furries in the meat verse. That that's nice. John got a VR set, but so we can be a furry. Yeah. Okay. Finally. How do you feel about I, that? You know, if that's his journey, um, I don't support it. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of my house. You're done. Yeah. No, I'm waiting for it to be Sims in VR, so I can like build my own house and. And have your own diamond over your head. And like, yeah, have the diamond over my head, you know, like have a ghost, build a cemetery in the backyard, you know? Why don't you just kill somebody in real life? I mean, build your cemetery in your backyard. You got a little squirrel cemetery that might be popping up pretty side. Oh my God, I didn't tell you about the squirrels. They apparently rented the house next door. Nobody's moved in yet. I think they're getting it ready. And they discovered that there's probably like a family of squirrels that has been living in the attic. And so there's a ladder and a squirrel trap set up outside on the roof. And on Tuesday, John and I like... We're going out and there's this like squirrel in it, like little hands up on the bars like, oh, my God. And I was like, holy shit, this is depressing. So we go to the show and on the way home, we're like, I was like, if that fucking squirrel is still in there, I'm going to climb up and let it out. Like, no, this is unacceptable. It's cold outside. It's been in there all day. Like, this is fucking sad. 
and it was already dead. And now they put poison food food in there. So now every day there's a new dead fucking squirrel that we have to look. There's an alive one in there right now who's definitely already eaten the death food, but is just crawling around being a fucking squirrel right now. I told her she needed to put something over her windows. So energetically that shit doesn't get into your house. It's just depressing. So upsetting. And also the trap is outside like, how do you know you're not just trapping random ass squirrels? Because I, I think they push it up to where Dude, they think the I've hole and the, the little of the baby house squirrels. They're gonna die. I know. Yeah, it's fucking sad. Yeah, that's really upsetting. It and is. I'm, Are you gonna cry? You look n- sad. I am sad. Do you want to go look at it? No. I got binoc. I got no. my binocs. You don't no. need them. It's real close. Welcome, weird brunch. <laughs> you don't need them. It's real close. Squirrels. No, we don't kill squirrels. We, we, we witness their deaths. Yeah. First they came for the squirrels, Whitney. Yeah. <sighs> That's true. Mm-hmm. Also, has that cat come back yet? Mm-hmm. Donal. Donal. Donal okay, so many people, John was like, why are you calling him Donal? <laughs> Because okay, Donald Gleason, <laughs> aka uh, the we one of the Weasleys, right? Uh, the hot one, not the, the twin, one. the older one who's not one of the twins. His he's uh he's Brennan Gleason's son. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a Star War. He's a bad Star War man. But his name is spelled <laughs> Domhnall, D O M N H A L L, like Domhnall. Yeah, right, because he's Irish. Yeah, he looks um, it, and he's very Irish as fuck, right? But. His he derogatory. This is the weirdest like corner of a bar conversation. Many videos of him pronouncing his own name, and it is pronounced Donal. Yeah. And so when Lisa and I were high eating, I would never Taco Cabana or whatever, and came home, and this beautiful, sweet, like dusty, sandy ginger cat mm. that I fed I mean, ham to. Yeah. Of course. Well, Truly a you always have it on course. hand. I always have ham on hand. Yeah. Ham on hand if you that's why expect cats to be around. Ham-fisted. Yeah, that's ham-fisted. <laughs> the cats like the ham on hand action. That's true. Ham on and hand to on be fair, hands. I did offer I'm the paused. cat poke first. Yeah, I was like, you want classy. a little salmon? No. Not into it. Mm-hmm. Wanted the ham. But <laughs> we were talking i was i was like we need to name him after like a famous redhead but all the famous redheads i can think of that were boys because he's definitely he has boy cat energy but like neutered boy cat energy does it look like he has two buttholes because <laughs> <laughs> then it's a neutered boy cat. i know what a neutered no, boy cat. you think look, you do look, you think you do he looked we like just, he had a we understand his pronouns yeah, yeah okay? okay i'm not here to we're not here for this bits but i didn't look his preferred pronouns or he him yeah he he's a he him and um yeah so i didn't want to name him something british because she was like name him spare after (laughs) harry um and i was like spare cat i was like i'm not naming him after a british person that's insulting and that's when i decided to name him donal part of the uk yeah but it's very different. Than but it's Britain. not part of Great Britain. Yeah. And that's what's important to me. Mm-hmm. And as my, a 100 percent, as a 100 percent European, uh, 88 percent British Irish person, according to 2020, 2020 and me, <laughs> 2023. And she had some me. revelations um, yes. in 2020. Uh, don't know. But also. Leah texted me about it was like has ham cat come back and ham I was like cat. see I like ham cat too so I cats think, have multiple names you yeah, don't need to they commit do. to one so his ham name is no. 
Donal Hamcat Lamond. I had a, but I've only seen him twice. I, so we take care of a bunch of stray cats, and this, as we know, mm-hmm. and I don't know why there's not a app that is for stray cat tracking that's exactly that like you take a picture of it and say the cross streets that you're close to and the name that you give for that cat because (gasps) because like obviously like steve the cat that we feed also visits across the street and they're gonna have a completely different name yeah and then also you want to kind of track like have they been fixed like usually you can tell because of like the ear clip Mm -hmm. you can also start tracking like when you first started seeing them and then people who've lost their cats can probably also go and be like, sounds oh, like this is Haley's million dollar. How can you make money off of it? We no. can make this oh. and then you don't have to make money off of it. Just let it roll for a bit. And then you start throwing in advertising, oh, pet smart and stuff. Pet smart. Yeah. You get your local, local vets yeah. you or your... you become a nonprofit and then start working with APA. And yeah. like oh, all I of thought the you meant start laundering money through a, well, absolutely yeah. that comes that next well. yeah. but because yeah. um, i just think it because i was thinking about that the other day because you know sometimes you, your stray cats go missing like we took we've taken three or four stray cats off the street that were also neighborhood cats so some people might think that they got ate by coyotes when really they're adopted, adopted. and they're in homes we could now. do this do you want to do this yeah i would love to do we're this. doing it tonight we're starting with Donal Hamcat. I have, a, I have enough Adderall to get this <laughs> done. I'm also pretty sure Donal Hamcat is definitely Can someone's actual cat. Type that yeah. as like a code request into ChatGPT and you'll just do it for me. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 100%. Have you, are you also allowed to use ChatGPT at work? Oh, yeah. Wait, oh. why? Are you not? Oh, it's like a security risk. GPT SVB. Mm-hmm. LOL. God, not that one. Lila's. Delilah. Is that what you're saying? No. Love you like a sis. Um, <sighs> I know. You probably didn't. You've never heard that before. <laughs> nope. <laughs> you mean you I mean, not steal my you, clothes and yeah. hit me? Not to you. That's Different not sis. meant for actual You mean sisters. you don't talk to me for two months because... Oh, I don't no, think we, that ever happened. Uh-uh. Really? We never... Waiting and I... No. Like, maybe. Maybe, but, on, but really even with like extreme pissed levels there is a certain amount of communication that is necessary like Haley's you. like no now she's here's gonna the be thing w- with our family like i could get information to you without talking to you that's true like pretty quickly that's true yeah uh, that wasn't a challenge for y'all to not talk like how long can i not talk i, I remember i used to unfriend whitney on facebook and see how long it'd take her for to notice that i unfriended <laughs> really? her really yeah do you not remember me doing I that i don't to remember you? that i would do <laughs> That's funny. Because then you would try to tag me in something and you'd be like, when did you in front of me? I'm like, oh, sorry, I forgot. <laughs> I, I like- forgot. <laughs> I per- You have to purposely unfriend somebody. Do you not remember me I doing really this? do not remember that. I, I, I probably only did it like two or three times, but I remember doing it thinking I was very funny. It's the same thing of me like stealing small things from your house yeah. without noticing. Yeah. I'm a little bit of a menace. She's, she's a I, mischievous goblin. I'm into fuckery. I am just a small bit, though. Chicanery. Nothing yeah. nothing, uh, nothing so detrimental, detrimental. that it's going to yeah. ruin relationships. Yeah. Not that I drink anymore. So You should start stealing money from people, though. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to start money laundering through this app. That's we true. we got to get it we going. we got to get this nonprofit off the ground. Cat tracker. Cat it's tracker. also, it sounds like the shark app that I really enjoy. Oh, yeah. Because they tag you the sharks. Where you can track yeah. sharks. Like, you should be able to do this with cats. Be, it would all be like. And then it would be just bonkers to look at a yeah. map of cats. Well, then you get, I mean, <gasps> there's a lot of, of good reasons for it because then you could track 
feral colonies that need to right. be TNR'd and colonies. Yeah, cat, cat colonies. colonies. Like technically, we've taken in Haley's. members of a cat colony. Haley's. Like they're obviously all related. They fucking each other. They be fucking each other because <laughs> they're our, royals. Yeah, they are. They got that Habsburg jar. <laughs> ew, ew, your cats are all like, <laughs> like really unread and inbred. Oh, it happens. A I cat know. with cats have the tiniest little, little chin. Mm. Yeah. Okay, no. we should start. Yeah, sorry. We've been, we've been a, anybody have any podcasts about long. cats? I I know. I don't know if I would want to listen to a podcast about cats. Cat facts. How many could there be? Oh my god, endless! Like, Did how many you know facts that could their there? tails are fluffy, <laughs> like that? And I then you go that, <laughs> and, then you and that's that. the the rest of the podcast. I feel like it has to be a visual little, podcast. Little laughter, yeah. Um, but who wants to go first? I feel like you do. I can. Mine's... You look like you're pulling up something. Yeah, Where is to... your situation? At home. You didn't even bring it? <laughs> no, my laptop's over there. Okay. But usually because I'll have a couple of tabs open to reference. But I don't think I need to do that for this one. Dang. I got a PP though. Go piss, girl. Break everything. Break your fucking face. Give no. me something to break. Something You're going to gonna limb biscuit out? Limb biscuit. Limb bisquick. I mean, he should have that. Right. But also no one wants a limp biscuit. Bisquick. That depends bisquick. on like how you're defining it. Like, I like mine a little soft and doughy in the middle yeah. sometimes. I like almost But you want raw. it to be, like, limp? Like, no, but, like, the inside part can be. Okay. I don't Just know. a little limp. Just a little limpy. It's a little limpy. Little limpy beastie. Y'all are. So, I didn't write an intro to my story. So, I went. Okay. In... Well, let's shut it down. Yep. I'm sorry. No. So, I went to chat GPT. Okay. Um, <laughs> got one to write. Were you I on got your a, work computer? No. Okay. This is my personal computer. Um, no. So I asked. So I chose part of the subject matter and asked them to write a joke about it. So this is my intro. Yes. What did the man? Why did the mannequin refuse to go on a date with the store clerk? I don't know. Because it's inappropriate. Because it knew it was just window dressing. Oh. So ChatGPT not good at jokes yet. No, they're safe, not. Lisa. No, I tried. Yeah, I tried to get it to write jokes right, for Lisa me. Jokes. Yeah. No. Okay, so that's my intro. That was great. Okay, Lester Gabba was born in Hannibal, Missouri, to parents who owned a general store. Despite this, he showed little interest in the shop and preferred to spend his time drawing. 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 When he was ten years old, Gabba participated in a soap sculpture contest organized by Procter and Gamble. Although he didn't win, the experience expi- inspired him to become a proficient soap sculptor. He went on to attend art school in Chicago, where he landed his first job at Balaban and Katz Theater Corporation. Um, he was also working as a delivery boy for a department store, and he began doing freelance work designing posters for advertising agencies. It was during this time that he also started sculpting soap using ordinary bars of ivory to create early prototypes. Um, so not just like sculpting sculpt in sh- soap into things, but using soap sculpting to sell soap. Got it. Yeah. Um, his like so- a shell when you get one of those shell things. His soap figurines caught the attention (laughs) of the company's art director, (laughs) and soon they were used for magazine covers and advertisements. The soaps? The soap sculptures he was doing. I'm impressed. I don't know how to do that, so. I used to sculpt some soap, knife it off. (laughs) Okay. 
I mean it, but I, believe I don't you. know how to say what I was I, doing. I watched the... Whittling. The so, whittle. Oh, you would whittle. Okay. It's basically that. You could have been like, like Lester Gabbo. Over yeah. It was like a Girl Scout thing. Yeah. I yeah. feel like I've done that before. Yeah. It's something that happened predominantly in the early 1900s. So thus it translates to something you would do in Girl exactly. Scouts. Yeah. Um, soap sculpting eventually became his primary occupation and he achieved the most success with most success when designing soap for children. His work was widely advertised in various print media, including his creation of Shirley Temple soaps and holiday-themed varieties. However, Gabba became famous as the, quote, Michelangelo of the bathtub. Love it. Which I don't, if he's Michelangelo, I'm Da Vinci. I don't know. I I'm love a big bathtub I love person. a bathtub. Yeah. When he, he started creating um, soap figurines based on characters from the popular Depression-era cartoon Scrappy. Gabba was leading was the leading soap sculptor in the 1930s, and he wrote a book called Soap Carving, Cinderella of Sculpture, which I provided- I bet he smelled so, so good. Mm -hmm. I bet he smelled so good yeah. all the time. Um, which provided tips and techniques for novices or home soap carvers. But Lester knew that he couldn't work in soap carving forever, and he turned his interest to the new-ish and exciting world of store window displays. Dressing. Window dressing. Window as we dressing. From Back to your joke. Yeah. Window displays in the 18th and early 19th centuries evolved as a result of faster turnover of fashionable goods and department stores selling them, both people working in advertising now nodding mm -hmm. at me. Um, you learned this yes, in Advertising 101, right? Um, stores use mannered and self-conscious window, window displays, larger windows, and frequently changing displays to sell non-essential goods. Department stores in the late 1850s heralded a new display aesthetic by displaying fashion goods in lifelike room settings and mannequins. Professionalization of the display began in America, where L. Frank Baum founded the National Association of Window Trimmers in 1898. The arrival of plate glass windows allowed for department stores to design large displays with no interruption in the visual field. The focus then shifted from displaying goods, but rather integrating goods into life scenes that illustrated products as a lifestyle purchase i mm -hmm. wish i could that's like window shopping like yeah. give it to me yeah it's cruella is I what i keep thinking of so bad that scene in cruella yeah, yeah. I love it. in england the professionalization god i hate that word was brought by gordon selfridge who selfridges which is like a hugely mm -hmm. famous um, Selfridge yeah. City. Sort of. Whoa, Why not? No. He started the first window displays and di display department at any um, modern department store. Modernist window displays with objects and fixtures reduced to a bare minimum and arranged on strong geometric lines were taught at the Deutsche Werkbund. What do you know? The Germans of overly course. streamlining everything mm -hmm. and the Ryman School in Germany. This new and quote showy style of window displays developed in America drew on contained visual reference from films and advertising in the 1930s. So going from you just put the fabrics that you sold in your window and hope people like them all the way up to elaborate scenes from life or a movie that right. were with the products that you could buy and could live this lifestyle so what if they did like a marriage story <laughs> like a divorce scene just every, every day i wish you were crying dead. people and yeah i'm sure that some of them got real fucking dark too much with it yeah okay so let's go back to lester lester moved to new york in 1932 and began working for several department stores including Saks Fifth avenue in their window display department style mannequins before 
the Industrial Revolution, mannequins were primarily used for dress fitting and tailoring custom suits and were designed without heads. It was just the form, like how you would see a dress form, right? Mm -hmm. However, with the rise of industrial manufactured off-the-rack clothing, mannequins began to be used on the shop floor for display purposes. In the early 20th century, paper mache mannequins with movable limbs and motionable poses became uh, famous in Paris. Mm. The mannequins also took on a new look, uh, idealized body form to reflect the popular art deco style at the time. They were often made out of wax, um, which would age quickly and get dirty very quickly as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and they That's weighed, gross. yeah, and they weighed around two hundred pounds. So were they like paper mache and wax? So yes, and for like the most, very they could angular. be both, or they could be either. Some of it first started off being more like hyper, like almost uncanny valley. How closely right. they wanted to resemble people. And then when you get into the Depression era, era, I always say area when I say era, um, it gets more art deco and kind of like you would see at like Forever 21 now or like the elongated yeah. neck. And it's more of the mm. idea of the form of a person, mm-hmm. like overly modelly, overly thin. Right. Not not meaning to be realistic, but still resembling the human form in yeah. some kind of way. Like, mm, I get it. Yeah clothes can go on it yes and i and a person <laughs> yes. could and look clothes like that. can also could. go on me yeah. yes well and the other thing is like the wax ones they're out in displays and if it got too hot they would start to Just melt, melt. Yeah. yeah so in, <laughs> in, in, yeah. in 1932 lester using his knowledge of the display industry and his history with sculpting soap made a whole host of what were soon known to be gaba girls which were life-size carved soap mannequins modeled after well-known New York New York debutantes <gasps> for the windows of Best and Company, Saks Fifth Avenue, and other a host of other high society shops. Okay. Famous, yeah. you would be famous. I know, how cool! Yeah. Imagine. Yep, these mannequins were much lighter at about thirty pounds, as opposed to the typically maybe up to two hundred pound mm-hmm. mannequins in New York store windows. With the Gaba girls and their realistic successors' appeal, mannequins became an important new tool used by sellers to attract their clientele so it's not even just that they were um lighter and easier to use but they were formed to look more like women without getting into the uncanny valley of a hyper realistic Mm -hmm. doll so and then but also not being these kind of elongated interpretations so they were more so the similar to the body shape of women they would have slight imperfections on them they would have maybe freckles or a mole gross yeah oh i don't have either of those (laughs) no me either um one particular model he designed after a debutante now unknown to history was named cynthia and cynthia became lester's favorite lester created the mannequin for Saks fifth avenue are y'all you're talking about your giant mole and how you couldn't be a model? Lisa is making her mole on her neck smoker jewel. <laughs> I was trying to pretend that my mine's not quite as beautiful as Lisa's, but I was trying Sorry. to get it to, to drink <laughs> my drink right here. Like you're feeding mine's all the way on the back no, of my head. Yeah, Haley, so Haley's is on the back of her head. My, we are mole. listening. Yeah. Though. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Continue. But like, look real quick. Real quick. <laughs> look if at my it joke. Fucking <laughs> blows out it smoke. So I'm gonna kill myself. <laughs> That's it's a good joke. It's a good joke. It's a pretty good joke. It's a good joke. Okay, <laughs> Jesus Christ. So Lester, he took to one of his mannequins that he had named Cynthia after a debutante who we don't know who she is. It's lost to history at this point. I don't know that we should name them. Oh no, they all had names. They were all named after oh, the debutantes. I'm sure it's like, I this get is it, the Cynthia. This is the yeah, Haley. Yeah, 
hunchbacked doing bounds. <laughs> this is the Haley. <laughs> Growls when you walk by. It's squatting on the ground. It's not in all the positions of the Haley are <laughs> only <laughs> squatting. Only put a gaucho pants You're like on. all fours crawling at you. It's only her pulling rat up, out pulling of her mouth tights, just like fighting just, it. Yeah. Her fake nails desperately trying yeah. not to pierce. Oh, she just picking up dressed and heavy crying. stuff off the ground. You know what? She'd sell a lot of you shit. Know? That's how yeah. most most women are weird, feral <laughs> goblin it's people. All true. Very crouchy. Can you can you relate to a, an What's elongated your crouchiest mannequin? <laughs> Oh, you want the Haley. I mean, look, I would walk by that and I would go, oh, you can do a lot in wow. those. That's wow. a farm girl. I'll take mannequin. two of those pants. I shouldn't be crying this much. She's just jealous. Just she I never got jealous. it. Winnie's too plain. Sarah, plain and tall over here. That's Somebody very teach true. this bitch how to crouch. The plainest. Uh, can she hunch over at all? No. No. She not worth it. Stooping, maybe. Maybe a stoop. <laughs> I don't know about a hunch. Uh, a crouch is pushing it. Uh, oh, now I gotta shove go? my glasses back into my face. John blind. Was, I was watching said Taylor's Taylor Swift's Eras tour. You could have said Taylor. We Taylor's Eras tour. And we were talking about it. And he was like, well, I just don't find, like, I love Taylor, but, like, I'm not, like, into her. Like, like sexually like, like i'm sure he's like i think she's pretty but i'm not like uh i want to fuck taylor swift and mm-hmm. i was like oh yeah and he was like yeah she's just like a plain white girl and i was like <laughs> hello, hello? <laughs> <laughs> have you seen me lately <laughs> like bitch. whitney are you about to go into your reputation <laughs> era now <laughs> i don't know what's gonna happen to me now i'm just gonna take off my glasses Okay, well, I'm going to keep talking about okay, Cynthia. Cynthia the mannequin. Sorry. Uh, Cynthia had realistic. Named in- after Cynthia Nixon. Yep. That's what <laughs> I kept thinking. Well, this is funny because it's a mannequin who is Kim Cattrall. Uh, yeah. Yep. Cynthia, Cynthia had realistic human imperfections like fre- <laughs> freckles, pigeon toes, and even different sized feet. Okay. This feels personal. Yeah. Gab Did up- you do this on No. My feet are both the same size now. Gabba posed with... <laughs> After the elongation, they're both the same size. Uh, Gabba posed with Cynthia around New York City for Li- a Life magazine oh, shoot. No. The cover story for Life magazine featured Cynthia and photo- photographer Alfred Einstate, who he's very famous. He's the guy who took the picture of the sailor kissing the nurse. Oh, love it. Yep. And then also there's another famous First picture. documented uh, assault. <laughs> yeah. There, he also took the picture of uh, Goebbels where he takes a picture of Durables. him and in the next moment he finds out that the photographer is Jewish yeah, and he took that I picture. That That's pic- him. That's crazy. Yeah. So he very famous. Um, and he captured various images of Cynthia in different stages of undress and construction while one photo depicts her bound and cloaked because he, like getting her set right. up. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's why it was actually Gabba's way of protecting his creation. The reality of Cynthia's existence was not hidden. Nobody was pretending like this was a real person. He was like right. showing her around town like as her date but, but nobody like, oh hello it's not like yeah. a guy with like a waifu pillow who right. you have to like pretend yeah. because he's gonna fucking incel lose it on everybody um she was presented without any attempts to conceal her plaster and paint construction einstead 
captured Cynthia getting a manicure, having her lipstick retouched, enjoying brunch, visiting a bar, and sightseeing on a tour bus with tourists, portraying her as a relatable to the average person. She also was always smoking. Like, her hand was, like, Incredible. perfectly. How can I be this mannequin? You, uh, we'll look at pictures of her because she's, like, bitch. cool Let as hell. But you don't look at her and go, she's pigeon-toed. That's her special little secret. Yeah, same. Yeah, yeah that's You don't just look at me and think that. Flaw. No, I yeah. kind of think that a little bit. Fuck. <laughs> We can see it in your face. Yeah, you got that pigeon to look. <laughs> okay, so Cynthia began to receive invitations, fan mail, and gifts. Oh, she, um, she's and like little Michaela. She kind of, yeah. She's like Sailor Moon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So asked to attend events, of which Lester and Cynthia happily accepted, often appearing at parties hosted by New York's most famous socialites. Lester anthropomorphized Cynthia, giving her the persona of a socialite, and insisted that Cynthia had laryngitis on a to account that's that she why couldn't, she couldn't talk, talk. I love it. At, a, at a personal appearances. With your unique and realistic appearance, Cynthia caught the attention of several high-end brands. She began receiving jewelry from Cartier and Tiffany, had hats delivered from Lily Dosh. I think it's Dosh. And the latest fashions from Couture. Douche. Okay, maybe not spelled like douche, it's She's French. She's like the first influencer. Kind of. Couture houses and minks from furries. Minks? Minks. She was given a credit card from Saks Fifth Avenue. No woman could have credit cards back then. A mannequin could. <laughs> A box Man. box seats to the Metropolitan Opera House and had her own newspaper column and successful radio show of which Lester would voice Cynthia. In 1938, she went to Hollywood to appear in the movie Arts and Models Abroad. She was just kind of like in the background, but she was there. Is she John Waters' mom? Oh is that God. where we're going? Is this where it came from? No. In 1939, that. she was back in New York to see the notorious play Madame Bovary. Uh, the uh, Broadhurst Theater. So Cynthia's fame eventually did fade away and she disappeared from public view. In fact, she didn't just fade away. She slipped out of a chair at a salon while getting her hair done and broke into a hundred pieces. No, Cynthia! Um, The papers reported that she had died and they ran obituaries. Oh my God, I love it. They ran an open. Do you think people got parts of her body and like used it for soap? I don't know, maybe. So, but, so... Lester attempted to restore her to her former glory because he still had the original mold so he could just pour a new, pour Cynthia. A new Cynthia. Things kind of got worse after that because Lester what had to do his military enlistment in 1942 because we were fighting the Nazis. God, how old is Lester at this point? Um, I don't know. I don't have his date. I, I know when he died. So he's probably he's... late 30s. Okay. Yeah. But this is World War II, so they're grabbing fucking everybody. Right. Because um, they were fighting the fucking Nazis. Ew. Everybody, punch a Nazi if you see one today. Yeah. It's your right as an American. Let's go find them. Yeah. They're not that hard to find anymore, unfortunately. But that seemed to deal the final blow to Cynthia's career as Lester was the only person who could transport her and handle her business decisions. He had power of attorney. In the 1950s, Lester did attempt to bring Cynthia back to the public eye with a television show. In 1953, he spent about $10,000 or $100,000 in today's money to modify Cynthia so she could speak and move or and um, like that furry yes exactly like that furry more so from what I understand is it was some type of hinged mouth and like a voice box yeah but after 20 attempts like 20 auditions with different um lots what do you call them like MGM and that kind of shit 
that didn't work. Nobody wanted production it. Houses. Production houses. Bummer. Gabba later explained in 1960 to the New York Times that Cynthia couldn't deliver her lines and never made any sense because it was too mumble garbly with the voice box. Despite their close bond, Gabba eventually grew tired of Cynthia and one day took her down to a studio of a, quote, mad scientist in Greenwich Village. Greenwich. <laughs> Greenwich, Vilde- Vilde- Greenwich Village and let her and left her in the attic. This is unceremonious dumping marked the end of Cynthia's fame. What is Lester's deal? So after retiring Cynthia the mannequin, Lester Gabba was asked to teach at the Laboratory Institute of Merchandising or Lim College. He began became a respected academic on visual merchandising and wrote the seminal text, quote, The Art of the Window Display in 1952, one of the first serious books on the topic. Gabba continued to do retail fashion display work and staged elaborate fashion shows involving marionettes and props such as the Hope Diamond and the Star of the East. In his later years, uh, Gabba became noted for his still life painting and owned a home down Fire Island Ooh, where he vacationed. So he... he was open. Did we ever think he was not? I don't. I mean, if he's walking around with his mannequin friend, that seems his like mannequin girlfriend. Yeah. Yes. But this I mean, John Waters. Yeah, that's true. So he was openly gay during a time when yeah. it was not widely accepted. And his relationship with Cynthia was often speculated to cover for his sexuality like the ultimate beard i love that yeah during his first years in new york it was claimed but not verified that gabba had a relationship with um vincent minnelli who later yeah first husband husband, yeah second husband when minnelli left for hollywood gabba seemed to have seemed to remain aloof and unencumbered for the rest of his life he's heartbroken yeah uh, but he was slutting it up on Fire Island I from what a lot of reports. So. Gabba's influence on modern art is often underestimated. He reinvented the store mannequin and revolu- revolutionized window dressing him, making him a pioneer of performance art. But ultimately, the creator of Cynthia, the world's first Dang, virtual I influencer. I Cynthia looks like. Yeah, she's, she's hot. I bet she I is. I mean, I can, I can literally see this guy being like, Oh, you know what? Let's bring her. That's exactly how it Let's started. Bring her to yeah, the party. That'll be right? fabulous. Like, and everybody, everybody was no. Everyone was like at first, kind of like this is weird. But he was so like, yeah, just talk to her. Oh out. my god, yeah. yeah, she is smoking and everything, and definitely, she is like that. She looks like the woman that, yeah, she's everyone her. would imagine as like the woman who's like kind of a bitch but very rich and like that's the vibe this picture of her spine yeah from the back yeah because she looks like a very thin so the reason like that he was so drawn to her is because she gave off like a certain warmth and it like inviting and very pretty and approachable but also very kind of cold and distant the way that like upper class new york socialites would be so you could have an open conversation with her but her level of interest would probably be questionable like it was the perfect balance of approachable but still unattainable dang yeah oh I'm obsessed. Mm. And also the fucking Lester lived a fucking dope ass life for the yeah, rest of his life. It sounds like he still had a successful, great time. was able to be out in whatever capacity that he was in New York and he died when he was like eighty. Yeah. yeah. It also just makes it so much more like I wish I would have known that he was gay from the beginning because the creep vibes with a straight man making something yeah. like this are high. Yeah. That's why it but didn't even cross my mind. I don't I'm think like, I ever oh, thought yeah. that he was No. 
See, I was just thinking, I like a dis, a window display designer I in know, the 1930s you're right, in you're New right. York. I just, I was dumb. It's okay. I feel. But yeah, and, um, he he fucking and then he had a career afterwards. It wasn't like this yeah, was his one yeah, gimmick, and yeah. then he didn't. He exactly he worked. He, he wrote all the pics. He are did. I can. Cool. Could you just and see you know him? what? He I, it, it. it feels like a scene from like the Birdcage. Yes, where he's like fighting with the mannequin. Like maybe he's lost it a little bit, mm-hmm, and yeah. he's like, get rid of her, and like. He she gets taken away. He's like, like it's a part of his I life. I have to let her go. Yeah, and the mannequin's just like, yeah, in mannequin. the attic being a mannequin. Where's this movie though? That should be uh, mannequin with Kim Control. <laughs> <laughs> straight movie. It was like you know, it's a straight. That's a that's a straight a, that's a straight tale. movie for gays. Yeah, yeah, that's probably. I love that guy. He's so cute. The guy from Mannequin. I, I always can't remember get, his name. I know but he's they're so like cute. ultimately different movies, but I always get Mannequin and Splash confused. Like scenes from both of those oh. movies because it's kind that same, same kind of like we can't girl get can caught. Girl can only be a girl when she's yeah. in a certain situation. Yeah. Like she needs We're water. In a city. If it's at night I'm a, or I'm whatever. A pretty okay looking guy. Yeah. Well, I mean Tom Hanks and Daryl Hannah though. Okay. Anyway, Daryl Hannah it doesn't matter. is is she a bad girl no she's not a bad girl but how how it like daryl hannah's like an 11 yeah so was i mean so you think is like cattrall isn't no i think she is too but it's that same thing tom hanks is just a little cutie that's why it it. worked if he was a hot guy he'd be an asshole she was also a fish she was a hot fish (laughs) was the fish part she was giving fish (laughs) whitney no Haley. (laughs) yes fishy queen I'm not. It's bad when I can't you say do it. it. I'm appropriating drag culture, and I shouldn't be doing. Hit that, yourself. So now. I apologize. I'm, I'll add in a slap noise. There you go. Lacey, you want to go next? Or you want me to go? I can go. In May of 1855, in Australia colony uh, Victoria. That's awful. I'm repeating everything yeah, I just I said. Also, did you see terrible. me looking at my thing? I thought it was my straw making that. <laughs> I was like oh, metal no. and metal, and I was like, "What the no, fuck?" No, just having a little no, sippy it's sip. Just you, a little pickle juice okay. sip for the okay. electrolytes. Yeah. <laughs> In May of 1855, in the Australian colony Victoria, there's hundreds of gold miners rallying to lynch a gang of alleged murderers and thieves, namely their leader, Black Douglas. Oh, was he black? Was he a black guy? <laughs> yeah. Then why would they lynch him? 1855. Oh, okay. oh, no. So... It's interesting. There's a couple of things. Um, there's a guy named Charles Russell who was originally, or up until recently, who they presumed to be Black Douglas. But more recently, there's been a discovery that that's probably not the case. So Russell was born in Bristol, England. But this guy, William Douglas, mm-hmm. born in Philadelphia in 1817, American. I appreciate an American. Uh, I know you, you do. America. I know you do. And I did want to point that out. As he was born in 1817, he's one of the first generations of black Americans born legally free. That said, that's also about the time that some fear-based racism was coming mm. up. Very alive. And by 1835, Douglas was living in England. So then he did move to England. I'm so sorry, Whitney. It's fine. 
shortly after he moved there, actually immediately after he moved there, he has his first run-in with the British law in January of 1835. He's 18 years old. He's brought before the Rye Quarter Sessions in Sussex. He had been caught red-handed with a man named John Smith. There's so many of those. I know. I know. How'd they even find him? Stealing two woolen coats, which were personal property of a well-to-do guy, I think, in the military. And he's sentenced to seven years in New South Wales. He what they called it was your sentence to transportation. I did not know that that was the word they used to say you're going to Australia. Oh, okay. Transportation. Yeah. I wonder if they gave him a choice. No, no. It was a back to the. (laughs) It was a common punishment, but still weird for this kind of crime. He Rye wanted to set an example. The court wanted to set an example. So. Typically, Rye in particular, they had their own access to to something that they wouldn't have to send them all the way to Australia. But this uh, Douglas was one of seven men transported from Rye from 1789 to 1867. That's a long time. That is a very long time. They only transported seven people. All right. County from. Yes. From just that, from just Sussex, but from all of England, probably more than that. Way more than yeah. that. Way more. This so was, it's like serious. Yeah, this was just the Rye Quarter Sessions in Sussex, and they had on, they only sent seven people. And you think part of that has to do with how much it would cost to send somebody? Because obviously the government would have to front that cost. I don't know. Okay. I think they wanted to prove a point. Yeah. Well. I spent a lot of money trying to prove a point before, too, so I get it. Well, they were, like, really proud of not sending people, but they sent him. Who knows why? I can't can't figure out why. I'd be Mm -mm. crazy. Yeah. New South Wales uh, sucked. During his six years there, he received 336 lashes, which is way more than average, and spent 12 months working in shackles for various misdemeanors and crimes. He was AWOL, he neglect of work, and assault. In 1841, Douglas says, Fuck this, and he bolts into the bush to start a life as a bush ranger. Was that like a cowboy? Yeah, it is. It fun. sounds cool, but also sucks that he had to do that. Also, yeah. if a dude I knew described himself as a bush ranger, I'd be pretty suspect. Yeah, I'd turn around. Yeah. Uh, a bush Show ranger. Show me butt bush. <laughs> <laughs> no, ma'am. Okay, no, ma'am. Some. No one has a butt bush. I've seen it. No. I've cultivated one. <laughs> no. I'm editing that out. It's gross. <laughs> That's the only thing. Wow. Uh, Bushranger was a bandit who robs to survive and he hid in the Australian bush on the run from the law. So if you were, I don't know, a white Bushranger, you were kind of seen as a Robin Hood type and a hero like mm-hmm. Ned Kelly. Still from the ridge. Give to the bush. Yes. Yeah. Bush it up. Bush, 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 bush. Mm-hmm. But if you're a blank. You're Bush Ranger. Just a criminal. It might not be as liked. Contrary to the Goldfield rumors that we're picking up, and that goes back to those miners that were ready to lynch, Black Douglas's Bush Ranging career was pretty anticlimactic. This is actually what I'm about to tell you is the only like kernel of truth behind this, what becomes like a symbol of Black Douglas. 
but Douglas, an accomplice named John Wood, held up a cart at Seven Mile Hollow, we're all familiar, and robbed it of blankets, some tea, sugar, and other property. Yeah. Mm. Um, you know, just to survive. Yeah. He, they were captured soon after a uh, scene fleeing the scene, and the guy in the cart that they robbed knew John Wood, the guy he was with. <sighs> Black Douglas was tried and sentenced to be transported again. To where? The penal colony of Van Diamond's Demons mm, Land, which is Tasmania. Oh, okay. Van Diemen's Land was a place of secondary punishment for convicts who'd committed new crimes in the Australian colonies. So the goal of this place was to instill fear and reform through coercive labor. Somehow worse than where he landed the first time. He likely entered the heavy physical labor portion of the adventure. And situations would improve at this place uh, with good behavior, but you were punished heavily for any kind of resistance. William Douglas chose resistance. Hell yeah. He spent nine years on the island, and he was punished for 32 separate offenses in that time, ranging from drunkenness and obscene language to riotous behavior and assault. He remained resistant through being sentenced to 49 months and 14 days hard labor, plus eight bouts of solitary, which totaled some 60 days in isolation. That's a lot. That's... Too many. I mean, I didn't quarantine. It couldn't be that bad. Yeah, but like you're uh-huh. fully alone. <laughs> exactly the same, Haley. More I just th- don't know how you like, especially in those times with like bad sanitary conditions, how you physically survive that kind of stuff. No, I have no idea. Yeah. And especially like, I just assume everyone's just kind of like rotting. Yeah. And then but it slowly. eventually gets you. Yeah. The what? rot. The, the rot. Oh, he died of the rot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and everyone just accepts that. Like, well, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah you know. Who hasn't? Uh, Andy died that way. Yeah. I'm, I am dying that yeah. way mm-hmm. right now. I'm planning on it. <laughs> Hoping for it, really. You can't wait. So in Van Diemen's land, he was way more than a convict. He was also a renowned prize fighter. So he's taken on a new name for himself. Although prize fighting was illegal on the island at the time, huge crowds and fighters, uh, there were huge crowds there and fighters ended up holding a great degree of public fame. And this is where William Douglas got the ring name, Black Douglas. Not very creative, huh? No, no. What color? Okay, last name. We got it. Nailed it. He was, and this is a quote, he's much taller and longer in the reach than his antagonist. So he... They also said he was like 5'8 in another piece. And I'm like, okay, okay. so he's 5'8, but lanky, but also probably people were shorter back then, but I don't know that. Mm-hmm. After serving his sentence, he and many other ex convicts headed to the colony of Victoria during the 1850s gold rush. So that brings us back to where we are. This is where he earned another word to his name, Black Douglas, of infamous Black Douglas, and he was regularly referenced as infamous and notorious. Just chosen words. No reason why. Who knows? Uh, There's no evidence he ever looked for gold on these digs, but they think that he made his money from illicit shit like sly grog selling, which I believe to just be like, hey, you want to get drunk? 
sly grog. Sounds delicious. Right? I like my booze to be snaky. And grog-like. And groggy. <laughs> I want some particulates in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The rot to be like in, in my booze. An mm-hmm. unfiltered. Yeah. Yeah. Just like a little bit of chunk. Yeah. Like Ugh. not pulp free, but light, light pulp. pulp. Yeah. Douglas became a symbol of crime going on at the diggings. So, oh, so like what it was. Diggers were mostly white men, but now there were Maori, Chinese, and indigenous people, and oh, also white women. So the white men are like, and you guys are making money out here? Yeah. You are making money? I don't like it. I don't like it. And so when a story goes around that a black man was a villain, everyone's like, yeah, we're on board. Yep, sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hate him. Let's go. And when a woman turned up murdered on one of these digs, everyone was like, yeah, we know who that was. Right. That Not was- all the other men there. No, 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 no. Clearly it had to have been Black Douglas. Ugh. There's no one else. At this point, he's kind of a symbol of like everything Every crime. that is negative. A scapegoat, yeah. if you will. Yeah, if you will. And then this brings us to the mob of hundreds in 1855 in the Alma Goldfields. They're all set out to punish and lynch Douglas based on this uh, accused of violent robbery and this woman's murder. The lynching was diverted after a policeman convinced the miners it was in their best interest to bring in Douglas and let him face British. I put royalty and that's not but like the British law Law system, Mm -hmm. which was probably part royalty. Douglas was sentenced to two years hard labor for this is what he was actually faced with when he talked to the law, unlawfully entering the tent of two Maori men. That was the most they could stick him with. He was also known as the terror of the gold fields. And it was said that Douglas and his gang started robbing miners as soon as Soon after gold was discovered in Victoria, the black forest between Melbourne and Bendigo diggings was said to be his fave hang. So you'd have to go from Melbourne to these uh, Bendigo to dig for gold. And so the the story was he was hanging out in that forest waiting for you and he'd get you. Mm. This is from a newspaper. Black Douglas again, this notorious character with two of his comrades, one a black fellow, were captured by the police in Kyneton on Sunday afternoon on a charge of passing Don Havana flash notes. They were, after a little difficulty, secured and marched off to the station house. They were brought before the police magistrate in Kyneton on Monday. So it was just anything they could catch this guy for, no matter how small. In 1855, the Geelong Geelong Advertiser, I don't know how Australia says any of this, reported that his gang had kept entire neighborhoods, quote, in a continual state of terror and apprehension. Douglas remained in Victoria until he died of old age and senile debility in 1892. He made it to old age. He did. Dang. He lived his life in prison, on the streets, in benevolent institutions, or in the pub, where later in life, this is the last thing I'll say about Black Douglas, very (laughs) short, Later in life, he became a phrenologist studying white people's skulls. <laughs> I mean, in a bar, in a pub. You Did know? he just say, like, make fun of white people's heads in a bar? And they're like, 
You're right. You're right. I mean, probably. That's. I mean, that's kind of what phrenology was. Kind of, yeah. It was like, let's look at that head. Yeah, Yeah. pee head. You probably don't have a good relationship with your father, do you? Yeah. You're like, fuck, dude. How can you tell by my skull? It's 1875 and we're Mm. all drunk in a bar. Mm. The assumption that you don't have a good relationship with your father is probably pretty good. Yeah. Mm. But you do have a pee head. Oh. Red to filth. Truly. So, yeah, that's uh, the story of Black Douglas. You know what? Good for him. Went through a Except ton for of all shit. the prison. He lived a bunch of lives. He must between. have had the craziest accent. Yeah, because he's from Philly, right? Philly. Yeah. And then to he was in England. Great Britain. And when England he was 18. 18 and then to very Australia. shortly after. Australia. Australia to the bush. He did all the English speaking places. Yeah. He was just like boom there were definitely more english speaking places at that time nope, because of all those the colonizing are the only one okay India. sounds India good was a big, one. big one so most of south africa i'm south africa <laughs> that's dutch uh <laughs> i don't know okay white people speak is not english one of my, all the time one of my good friends just started dating somebody who's south african and i haven't met him yet and i'm but really afraid i'm just gonna you're start just gonna blurt it out <laughs> Do you know you're what his gonna go name is yeah I'm what's his first name i'm it's something stupid i'm a uh, you're south you african it out. <laughs> okay of course it's something like i haven't met him yet i don't know okay hold on i do know he's a landlord and don't love that close encounters of the third kind ce3 is the term ufo researchers use to describe ufo sightings landings that include visible beings these rare cases are often reported by very few eyewitnesses these are their stories Hold on, is that is that Alien SVU? I just That's also scary. the fact that that came up. I had to click two links for that shit. You did to happen, really good job. So that Whitney. was great. Okay, was that Unsolved Mysteries? Ancient the intro? No, it was the intro for believe. Close Encounters of the Third okay, Kind, okay. and then combined with the Law and Order. Dun dun. Dun dun. I thought it would sound good, so that was it. My was really opening. good. Thank you. ChatGPT could not do that. It couldn't. I don't think it would have been able to. I'm not going to start doing openings. I don't care how big y'all do. (laughs) I don't care. Haley's inspired me doing openings, I think. No, I've thought about it. It plagues me. (laughs) It plagues me that I don't have. Plagues me. Openings, but I just don't think I'm going to do it. You don't have to. No, I feel like I have to. No, now you have to. I'm not blowing you to have to. That's true. September 14th, 1994. It was a normal day in Rua, Zimbabwe. Ooh. A lady named Cynthia Hines. Cynthia. Like, Hind, the, like the mannequin? Like the mannequin. That's where no, she ended she up. she was... Hotter? No. Probably not. No, definitely not. Okay. So she's born in the Cape in South Africa. So I am assuming South Cape Africa. Town, she's from South Africa. She's one of those, yes, wealthy British colonizer families, well-educated, white lady, living with her husband. She she lives in Africa her whole life, right? Okay. Her father leaves a furniture factory to her. She's well off. Sounds you know, nice. Looking she's nice. living that Get apartheid love. No, it's yeah. post-apartheid at that point. She's living, though, the, what is the word I'm looking for? generational wealth yeah but like a trust fund baby yeah 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 yeah. Mm. 
living that trust fund baby life. But her real passion? Writing about the unknown. Don't, don't. UFOs. Is she an only child? I don't know. No, she's definitely an, an annoying middle child. I don't know. I think she might be an only child. So that's a good point because your your older siblings should bully you out of that at some yeah, point. Yeah. But sometimes you miss it. Sometimes you bully someone so much that they dive into that, it. Yeah. They just embrace it. Anyways. It's a balance. So at the time in like we're talking about like 80s, 90s Africa, there's not a ton of documented UFO sightings. It's definitely more of a U.S., British, Europe kind of thing. Yeah. Probably because of movies, probably because of that type of stuff. Like, I'm not saying it's not real. Media. It, the, it's, yeah. War of the Worlds was only put on one broadcast country, you know? Yeah. So, a Russian satellite was launched in August of 1994. The rocket or whatever that launched it up there is finally falling back to the ground. And it enters the Earth's atmosphere over South Africa, South Africa, on September <laughs> 14th. It makes a sonic boom. Cool. Everyone is kind of freaking. They're like, what the fuck they is this? They didn't know this? it was coming in? No, I mean, I'm sure, you know, like, I wouldn't know that nowadays. Well, now TikTok would tell me. TikTok might tell me. There's but in entire... 1994, we're no. not going to know that. We're wearing baggy pants. Yeah. We're, what we're else like is... going to the mall. We're doing, let's talk about sex, baby. baby. Yeah. Let's let's talk talk about, I'm not yeah. looking at the sky. My hat is sideways. Yeah. I mean, now we know if there's a balloon. Yeah. Everyone yeah, but knows. they didn't even know the balloon was going to be there. Remember? We, we should have known that that shit was close by. We found didn't out. Didn't even know. I bet we so, did. So people are like watching this Russian, Roulette. the end of the rocket just like <laughs> fart out. It looks cool. You know, it's re-entering the Earth's atmosphere. So it's like flaming balls of fire. Very cool. Fragments of it are found in Karoy, like other places around in Zimbabwe. And Cynthia is like, this is my fucking jam because she's into UFO shit. And people are calling into radio stations and, you know, the news is being like, this is a Russian. Like we know what it is. Yeah, we know what this is. And people are like, no, no, I saw it move up and down. I saw mysterious light phenomenons crazy shit was happening and Cynthia's like i believe you crazy shit's happening like the zimbabwe version of george nori coast to coast a little sure it yeah. could have even been george nori we don't even they it have coast over there too. actually back then it would have been art bell it would have been art um bell. And, bell. yeah coast to coast like who's to say it's not that's the just African different coast. coast to the u.s yeah. coast there's a lot of coasts out there yeah. <sighs> lots Ooh. of coasts Ooh. so people are look into the skies and they're like they're up something's there. going on even if it's that the mood is high around ufos yeah in zimbabwe right. yeah. at this time but something else crazy happens september 16th hot spring day cynthia gets a phone call from a guy named tim leach he's a bbc correspondent in zimbabwe and she's a friend of his which makes you think, oh, of course, yes, you're a rich white lady. You of course, you're friends with friends. the Zimbabwe BBC correspondent. And he's like, Cynthia, have you heard of the UFO landing this morning? This morning at 1015 a.m., immediately next to the private elementary school of Rua, which is 20 kilometers east of Harare. Harare is the capital of Zimbabwe. At today... Harare probably has three estimated like three million 
mm-hmm. occupant or population of 3 million people. Back then it was like 1.2. So Harare is like a significant, huge city. It's metropolitan. Like it's not, you know, like so yeah, it's size of Houston. Yeah, it's giant. It's a populated city full of, well, I mean, there's, you know, al- always like a wealth. It's a metropolitan city. But there are rich people there yeah, too, yeah. right? It's like District so 9 city. This school is like a nice kind of private school that all the rich people in Harare send their kids to. Assumption that educated. Yeah. Yeah. And it's run by a white guy. Yeah. Of course. So he's the savior. Yes. This morning at 10 15 AM immediately next to the private elementary school in Rua, uh, east of Harare, 62 children report having seen a spaceship i thought you were gonna say they died i I was like holy shit no i was going all over and it was not and cynthia is like holy shit and the bbc guy is like i'm going there on monday so this is friday i'm going there on monday because all the kids are out for the weekend and she's like all right i'll meet you there but in the meantime Cynthia is going to call up anyone she knows who has like connections to it's the Ariel school. Ariel spelled like the little mermaid, not like Ariel overview, A-R-I-E-L. The first student that Cynthia or this first student's mom that Cynthia calls is a woman named Allison Kirkman. She's a physiotherapist and her daughter Fifi is attending the school And Allison happened to be at the school at the time of this happening. She was like, uh, it seems kind of like it was almost like a PTA type thing. Like she was helping out at this little kiosk to sell sweets and treats to the kid. Like it was probably like that type of thing. Yeah, like a fundraiser thing. So she's inside and a bunch of kids eventually like all the kids are let out. They have like a mid morning break, which seems like a great idea. Why only one break for kids in America? Because we're raising children to work. So they have a mid morning break and Allison, the mom is inside and these kids start running in. They're like, Oh my God, some crazy shit is happening outside. We're seeing all this crazy shit. And she's like, y'all are being crazy. I know y'all are trying to get me away from here. Cause you just want to steal the treats. You little liars. So she kind of blows them off. Also, all of the teachers are inside at this time because they're having like, I guess, their mid-morning meeting and the kids just go outside, blow off some steam and then come back in. Yeah. So there's nobody going out there to watch those kids. in the 90s. It was. It was 1994. I say that, but I feel like we are overly attended to in the 90s. definitely overly attended. Yeah. We would have never been out there. Alone, uh, fully alone. There'd be, yeah. There'd be one at least adult. one teacher. Yeah. yeah. But according to this, no adults outside. They had a meeting. So the pupils, they're on mid morning break. All the adults are inside. They have an experience. It's pretty rural out there. Like this is outside of the city, like a 15 minute drive from Harare. There's a playground, the school playground, a fence, and then like woods and stuff behind it Mm -hmm. and these kids see in the distance orbs they say it's about a hundred or so meters away from them this is the morning though in eiffel towers 
be yeah. and a third of a third of an Eiffel Tower. It's okay. roughly a football field. Damn, some bitch did her homework. I did. I she looked up. I looked it up in Eiffel Tower. So <laughs> <laughs> I was like, how many yards is the Eiffel Tower? So uh, I have a really good understanding of how far it is now because I've seen the Eiffel Tower. Exactly. Now you know. So <laughs> it's far enough to where. You can't see that well, but you can see things, yeah. right? Yes. Yeah. You saw the top of the Eiffel yeah, Tower, she was, correct? Yeah, she was fucking up there, man. So they had She's thick watched on the bottom. <laughs> That's how I like them. Three. Like there's varying accounts of, lots of varying accounts of this. Yeah. They had watched three oval-ish shaped objects float over to this kind of like copse of trees. And... Two of the objects, they're like hovering there. The kids are watching. Some of them are getting freaked out. So the age range is roughly like six. It's six year olds to 12 year olds kind of. It's like mm, elementary school school to almost middle school. Elementary school if you include sixth grade in elementary school. Yeah. And so they're all watching this happen. There's lights. They see these three orbs. One of them comes down to tree level the other two go and disappear. Are they like, what do they look like? Are they like silver? Are they transparent? They say they're silver. Okay. So there's How are lots you of, this in the daytime? there's, they're silver. They're, they're reflective. reflective. They're, that's what attracts them at first is that it's like bright, blinding, like reflective yeah. light. Yeah. From many of the accounts, this final or this one orb that kind of stays, a little guy pops out of it. A what? Little guy. guy pops out of it. Waves. Hovers over and down onto the ground. He comes towards them somewhat. But remember, they're like a hundred-ish yards away. Mm-hmm. Comes towards them somewhat and then goes back. And then after he's back in this orb, Wait, the orb disappears. He walks a little bit towards them. And then decides to go back. We're assuming that we're assuming he also aliens can to go walk. Back. Well, uh, true. We're assuming a lot of things. <laughs> Goes back and Pretty then much. it it just disappears. Okay. The kids are freaking out. It's this thing. This kind of happens over a period of like ten to fifteen minutes. Oh, that's a long time. That is a and very long the kids. Time. That's why this woman, Allison, PTA mom, the kids run in. Some of them run in, and they're like. We Something's can't find happening. any of the teachers. They're mm-hmm. all in their meeting. You're the They're only adult we can see. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Please. There's something crazy going on. She's like, y'all just want my sweet treats. Uh, and <laughs> These. doesn't go outside. And these other kids are outside. The aliens or the ships leave, disappear. And then all these kids are like freaking out, crying. They come back inside. And the teachers are like, you know they come back in yeah and the teachers are like what the fuck is going on and the head guy the guy who founded the school his name is mr Mackey. <laughs> uh okay <laughs> he is like you know like i wanna believe y'all this is you know, you're all having this moment i'm acknowledging like you all saw something like this is kind of fucking crazy so you know let's let's talk Talk about about it so they talk about it he's like i think you know maybe it's just the russian thing coming through our atmosphere a couple days ago inspired maybe this is what's going on sends him home then that day the parents of these kids who come and pick up their kids are like what the fuck 
happen today yeah. because my kid is fucked up and they say all this shit happened mm-hmm. and they're like um i don't know like they were all outside playing and then they came in and they were all fucked i'm surprised up. that many parents took their kids seriously if we told right. some shit like that to mom she'd be like yeah. okay yeah my mom would be like go fuck yourself yeah. so our mom probably wouldn't be like that but she'd probably be like that's a fun thing you came up with my mom would walk away and yeah. be like don't talk to me mom would be smoking mom her cigarette be like, on the back it's patio skyward day if it was soaring skyward day she'd be it up would there be real yeah so let's hear some student accounts there was a did, something flew over us did, i saw it okay yeah don't worry about it okay so allison's daughter fifi let's start with her what a fucking awesome name i know i love her fifi she what is said, fifi short for Fifi. My friends named Fifi. their Fifi. daughter Fifi. Felix, <laughs> yeah. and I feel like I'm going to end up calling her Fifi. Fifi. Fifi says she saw a silver white light that landed behind the trees while a quiet buzz could be heard. Other children said they saw little men in black suits with strange eyes, but Fifi, who was too far away, couldn't. she didn't see any men. Cynthia, our UFO ufologist Mm -hmm. if you will uh our ancient astronaut yeah yeah she calls another kid or you know their parents whatever his name is barry a student he's 11 he said first i saw the crowd at the end of the playground then i saw the object myself it was surrounded by a by a ring of flickering lights then a bright light lit up and the object disappeared and instantly appeared somewhere else. This happened three times. Then something that looked like a small black bullet descended and landed near the gum trees. Some children saw a little man who appeared on top of the object, dressed in black with a long, thin neck and eyes like rugby balls. What a boss move. I'm going to stand on top of my shit. Yeah. This shit out of you guys. That's know. how all of the depictions are him coming like straight up out of the top of it. Yeah. The little man vanished and reappeared while we were seized by a breath of wind. So. Who said this? This was another kid. How old was this? Kid? 11. Okay. I'll let it pass. A third student determined. Two little men climbed off the object and walked to and fro before the children's eyes as if they were puzzled, like trying to figure out where the fuck they're going. This Their movements looked like slow-mo, which multiple kids said it looked like they were kind of moving in slow motion. They didn't want to get seen. Yeah. That's it. We move real slow. Like the, the earth kids the- are real dumb. Yeah. They won't see us if we move slowly. Yeah. 62 depictions. Mr. Mackey, he, that Monday, so the kids go home from school. They're off on the weekend. That Monday, Mr. Mackey is like, okay, word's gotten out about this. Cynthia's there now. She's coming to town with her BBC buddy, Tim Leach. Is and BBC BBFF? Yeah, BBC BBFF. IDK, uh, my BFF from the they're BBC. Like, my brain hurts. We're here to talk about this. And Mr. Mackey's like, okay, all of y'all who experienced this, draw what you saw. No and cheating. No cheating. Don't look at each other. Which, There's little you know, dividers everyone up. Everyone is looking at each other. There, there's like one like, person oh, that they're looking at. Yeah. And then it's mm-hmm. like it's a game the best itself. artist. And yeah. then everybody else. Her name's behind. like Ginny with, with like an eye. Or Gigi. And she can write bubble letters really good. 
probably yeah. the bubble letters. He's he gets them to draw their pictures. Cynthia and Tim had brought like a photographer with them and I think probably some other kind of broadcasty dude. They get two witnesses, an 11-year-old and 12-year-old boy, and they're like, take us to where you think the landing happened. And both of the boys are like, it had to have happened between the third and fourth pillar of this like power line that you can see in the distance. And they oh. all they go out there to look around. They don't find shit. One of the people that Cynthia and Tim had brought with them, his name's Gunter Hofer. Gunter's a great name. I had name. an uncle Gunter. Gunter. That's awesome. I, I love the name Gunter. Gunter. He called me E. Claire. It's <laughs> my middle name. Claire. Gunter had brought a Geiger counter. Gunter's Geiger. A uh, Geiger counter also didn't find shit. No radioactive. Oh, so nothing. <laughs> they interview the one of the kids. His name is Guy. Ger. He was interviewed by Cynthia earlier or that like Friday but they re-interview guy and he says he's playing in the school schoolyard here's the clamor of all the kids freaking out something's going on he goes over sees the round object on the ground and some smaller ones next to it while he was still staring at the object a little man climbed out and walked around the man was the size of a sixth grader he had long straight black hair wore a black tight-fitting suit. His eyes were extremely large and slanting. He had a slim slot for a mouth, no nose. And while he was watching, two of the smaller girls started to cry and ran away. He asked them why they were crying, and they said they were afraid of the little man because they think they thought he would come and eat them. This just... Sorry. So... This yeah, go ahead. This sounds like it's just James Maynard Keenan the third, the lead singer from Tool. That is who you just it's described. Maynard. He would have been touring around then. So he was he in Zimbabwe? The way the kid oh shit describes where the eye placement is on the the little man. Mm -hmm. I watched a video of it and he outlines his face like he outlines his own face like a normal sized face mm -hmm. and then he says the eyes are down here by like, his cheeks on his cheeks so low 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 set eyes that are giant how do you look up you have to like i'm just like always like what? if you're in space all the time there's no up so a lot of the people at this private school everyone's wealthy so what did the public school kids see? Right. Public I school trust kids them. were in the city. They gonna, weren't there. They're going to the tell thing. you what's up. Yeah. Public school kids weren't there. These are the private ki private school kids. They're wealthy. Most of them are either like rich white affluent families or rich black affluent families also from Zimbabwe. Being rich doesn't and make the you kids, smart. The kids mm -hmm. who were African and yeah. had black parents thought that the little man looked a lot like this demon called Tokolshe, mm -hmm. oh. which is kind of like, I don't want to say like a boogeyman, but it's definite. it's part of that you're, kind you're, of you're lore. Afraid of it. Yeah. So yeah. the kid, the, the kids who saw that, that were African were like, fuck this. <laughs> this is clearly a demon and we're out of here. If they yeah. were in Australia, they'd be like, that's Black Douglas. Yeah. That's Black Douglas. And Guy, our Fieri. older kid who is like why are y'all crying uh they were like it's it. a tokolshe and we have to get the fuck out he said there was no way to convince them 
that maybe it wasn't it's an interesting i don't know why you would cultural want to. separation yeah mm-hmm. yeah I don't know why I'd want to do that. Tim Leach, he's visited the school on September 9th. He inter or September 19th, interviews pooples, pooples and staff, and the story is blowing up. And this guy named John Mack, Professor John Mack from Harvard University with oh a God. psychiatry degree. Ugh. <laughs> is very into it and so the thing about john mack is that he pervert wasn't a per i mean i don't know he could have been i don't know well we don't his he might still be alive today he i'm pretty sure he got hit by a car and died (laughs) that just you probably know that did you just intuit that i just feel for everything (laughs) (laughs) i don't know if see that's the problem is the the school, the head of the school is Mackie and the professor is Mac. Mac and yeah. I know one, one of them, them got in hit 2004 was killed by a drunk driver. Well, oh, that's really sad. Was it by yeah, like, like a that. Mac truck? I mean, that would, would that make it better? Isn't it ironic? It could. Don't so he has been into alien encounters and stuff like that. And he's getting like torn to shreds. His... Like, this is in the 90s pre this Zimbabwe incident happening. Okay. And his colleagues are like, you don't need to go check on Professor Mack because he published this book about. So he's a David Duchovny. It's called Abduction. Yeah. Like, it's he's he believes. Yeah. He yeah. believes. And his colleagues are like, you're fucking crazy. Somebody needs to throw a skull. Yeah. yeah. And he already had a trip planned to go to Zimbabwe. I think it was based on like other sightings, other sighting and like Cynthia shit because Cynthia you also, was really into sorry. it. You also have, okay. to have, have to imagine that within the like UFO investigator circle, there's going to be certain areas of the world that are oversaturated. So if you can go to somewhere like Zimbabwe, then you can yeah. theoretically be the number one UFOologist in yeah. Zimbabwe. Yeah. And then that... It, just elevates you a little bit more because it's not the same old era 51 bullshit like it's something new Mm -hmm. so he's just he's just expanding his reach so mac goes to zimbabwe and he isn't there until it's like late november early december he re-interviews these kids he looks at their drawings and talks to mr mackey gets all the accounts and he's like so Another part of his thing is that he's very much anti-global warming. Like this is also he's early nineties, but yeah, he was like he an environmentalist, and he oh he he, he believes in global yes, warming. Yes, he believes. Yeah. In, okay. Or sorry, I didn't mean anti-global warming. Okay. I mean, I, I he guess doesn't as, want I would it to love, warm. Yeah, I would love global warming not to be happening. He's a Kaczynski type, but he he is not a Kaczynski type. Well, no, do you have you read some of his stuff? Not enough to t- say whether or not this professor kind is that. Is. Yeah. So he's like, yeah, he's an environmentalist. Yeah. In the very least. Who lives off the grid. And the as yeah. he's Just talking build bomb. and re-interviewing these children, he's like, did they communicate with you in any way? And they were like, well, they never said anything. And he's like, what do you mean? Did they like say stuff in your brain kind of thing? And the kids are like, well, yeah, like 
I feel like he t- the aliens were like, our Recycle. planet is dying. And if we're not careful, something really bad could happen. But it's all showing us this in like pictures and images in our brain because we're not actually hearing things because well, we didn't talk to them. Did he talk to multiple children individually and they said that? So. Oh, my God. According to the interviews... The 62 children between the ages of 6 and 12 that all saw this UFO were fucked up. They all dropped acid because all the parents or all the teachers were smoking in the bathroom. That's it. According to Max interviews, the creature or creatures then telepathically communicated to the children an environmental message before returning to the craft and flying away. The telepathic message aspect of the story was not part of anything that Cynthia had heard from the children. It's almost mm-hmm. like kids are impressionable and mm-hmm. you can imprint your thoughts onto it them. It was also not in Tim Leach from the BBC, anything yeah. that he had heard either. And after Professor Max interviews, Cynthia Hind reported it later. That she had heard. So she like retconned it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. In Max interviews, one of the fifth graders says he was warned about something that is going to happen and that pollution mustn't be. And an 11 year old girl told Mac, I think they want people to know that we're actually making harm on this world and we mustn't get too technologed the grays came back is what i'm hearing yeah one child said that he was told the world would end because they are not taking care of the planet so he was talking to them independently okay so there's or do we different ways that he did it okay so uh, cynthia when she interviewed the kids it was mac interviews hold on there's like this whole I'm sorry I'm doing this. No, it's it's important. It's important because it it is like the psychology of like false confessions and false memories. Well, and that's the fucking deal. There is like that is a incredibly leading question. Oh, yeah. Like, did they talk to you? Were they supposed to talk to me? Did they? But did they get anything from you about this planet and what we're doing to it? Like, it's not. Did your brain hear I feel anything? Like, I feel like even in 94, you know, with like satanic panic and all that stuff already being kind of at the tail end of that, that the idea of like implanted memories, people are aware of that. Mm-hmm. How, you know, kids are smart. I don't, I'm not saying that I think kids are dumb, but I think we that. We know what you're saying. Yeah, but even, <laughs> even adults can, I, you know, they're little nasty little But things. everyone's impressionable. Especially children. Yeah. Especially if they have an authority figure who is trying to get them to say something and then that authority figure has some type of positive response to it. Yeah. Like, well, and in the 90s at that point, we've been able to study and see mm-hmm. how many cults. Yeah. How many cults? Yeah, are just how how the the brain processes Religion information. And they probably believed it themselves. What I imagine probably happened is there was some type of, you know, visual anomaly. It could be anything. Then it was aliens. Ca- sure. Okay. Even if it was baseline aliens, <laughs> all of that other that yes anding. Yeah. You know? Yep. Truly. Like I think that they probably saw something and I mean at, at Summit well, Elementary School we convinced ourselves there was a dinosaur bone and we spent an entire Yeah 
year digging it up and it was just a rock with a hole in it but we were convinced well also like a lot of the kids depiction like they're all different like it's like yes generally we think orbs and saucers but there, that but wasn't some even of the consistent. alien the aliens the aliens had like polka dot suits on like well, even some of them said they were in the air yeah and some of them said they had landed they floated down one girl was like there was a black one and a red one and, and a then the baby came out and the baby yeah. waved at me okay so <laughs> Hind, Cynthia Hind had interviewed the children in groups of four to six Mm. with every other child being allowed to listen to the other people's stories. So they were cross-contaminated. And Mac, Professor Mac, interviewed the children two months after the alleged sightings. Mac, who was a known environmentalist, prompted and suggested this telepathic communication angle, which was not present in Heinz. So he did individually interview them, but it was two months later. Has anybody talked to the kids now that they're grown up? Yes. Because they're our age. Yes, they have. And that's the fucked up part is I was watching some of the videos and I was like, oh, these kids were 1994 elementary school. And I was like, oh, fuck. That was I was in elementary school in 1994. That's crazy. I hate it when that happens. Uh, you realize your own age. So mm-hmm. obviously people are super skeptical. The one of the like more unifying things to go, I guess, against the skepticism is that so many of these kids that were at this school were from different backgrounds and described it the same kind of way like as, the as they could. Like the two little girls who thought it was that like lore creature like they clearly everybody saw something fucked up Mm -hmm. but they described it differently and experienced it differently because they're all from different backgrounds and how could they all 62 of them allegedly say this generally kind of same experience well and you know some of those 62 hate uh, the other ones like they're fighting yeah that's not what she saw yeah so when also when cynthia was there with Tim Leach from the BBC that Monday. So the weekend had passed. They come in to talk to the kids. And she's like, well, I need y'all all to tell the truth because I don't want to seem like a kook. She like literally oh. said that word and kind of laid the burden on the yeah, children absolutely. to validate her yep. being there about it. Yep. And all the kids also, when they were interviewed in these like packs of six or however many she was talking to, the headmaster, Mr. Mackey, was also there. So you're like a seven or eight-ish year old yeah. talking to these two adults who are saying you this saw better this, be right? true because if it's not, we'll you're gonna bad. make her look crazy. I like that she had like a six pack of kids. She did. She had a lot of six packs. It seems like yes, there maybe have been something up on that hill that these kids saw. If the bright light was not a UFO and the children were fairly accurate seeing the lights, a lot of the depictions kind of looked like it could have been a van <laughs> like oh, it had windows like an and was like illusion of where it was yeah uh if you look at kind of like a map or an aerial view from the school there are roads down there so if it happened to be at a certain time like a marfa light situation i don't know what you mean by that, but yes if a vehicle had driven by or stopped and the light was there. The haze, like, and then they see yeah. somebody maybe yeah. get out because a lot of the kids did call them like shadow men. Like they looked very 
dark if and it, shadowy. If it's reflective, if there's something in the atmosphere that was reflecting it back up, then anything that was happening on the ground would look like it was happening in the air. As for the aliens, given as they were described as regular people with large lower set eyes moving around slowly, but like generally like a person, definitely could have been dudes in sunglasses in the distance yeah. and he just couldn't tell maybe wearing a hoodie a lot of kids described them with as having like long black hair so if they had like a hood on mm-hmm. it would kind of look like that as far as alien behavior why on why were they on top of the spaceship uh power move maybe also power line yeah power line maybe it was an optical illusion maybe somebody had to jump up on top of that van for no reason you don't know it that part of the school was also in their cross-country running track so there was like a beaten path there despite not having a road it was also it was traversable that far back and maybe even a vehicle turning down that which would make even more sense if it had turned down somewhere that it's not supposed to go mm-hmm. and that's the first time kids and were seeing that reflection and why they hadn't seen it since yeah because that vehicle probably wasn't supposed to be there lots of people consider this one of the biggest and most important alien sightings of all time because 62 kids witnessed it cynthia i think she's kind of i mean she was pulling all the strings to kind of make it fit her narrative yeah yeah she claimed a lot of stuff she I think she like wrote a book about it and uh in the book she definitely emphasized and restated things like she said that most of the kids who saw these UFOs and depicted them this way wouldn't have had any prior knowledge to UFOs because they weren't like American kids or European kids who would have had access to seeing that bullshit and it's like no it's 1994 and they're all rich kids and they're all friends with each other Disney yeah no they definitely were able to see that and she said that also knowing that two days before in that class they had had discussions of the Russian rocket re-entering and literally talked about UFOs in the class. Yeah. So I think Cynthia's full of shit. I don't necessarily disbelieve that the kids saw something. Like, I think they I saw think something. Yeah. Probably something could mundane. It have, I mean, it could have been something mundane. Maybe it was something UFO related. Like, a lot of the kids, most of them are very hard to track down. There is a documentary out that came out last year, and I haven't watched it because you have to fucking rent it. It's like $10. What's it called? Like, it's called Aerial Phenomenon. Uh-huh. And but it is Aerial spelled like the school? A-R-I-E-L, nice. yes. And the preview looked good. But anyways. I'll chip in for that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But Watch Party. I just. Do it on Twitch. There, there is an interview I read from someone who actually did track down one of the kids and she's like, yeah, every she's still in Zimbabwe. And she's like, yeah, everyone either fucked off to the UK or Canada or died because wow. a lot of the kids aren't dead now because of just, you know, the civil rot. unrest and stuff like that. Damn. But the the Tim Leash guy, the one from BBC was like, 
I've been to war zones and blah, 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 but talking to these kids was too much. And I was like, because the... Had he ever talked to a kid before? I don't know, Maybe but I watched... Maybe a kid in a war-torn country? I, no. Seems a lot more scary. I mean, I watched the interviews with these kids, and they're like, they're all British like kids being like, yeah, and he had like a And face, then one time, and he came down, and he came out of the alien ship, and the alien ship, and he came up to me, and he said hi, and then he ran away. Like, it's that shit, right? I yeah. mean, Like, it's mostly, kids just talking. <laughs> I know a lot. Yeah. Oh, and it is. John Mack was killed by a drunk driver in That's sad, though. That womp, is sad. Womp. Aliens, man, they're here. I don't know if it was there, though. Probably. It was probably know. like a mix, you know? Like, the aliens were why it was reflecting. One of Cynthia's claims also, she was like, well, the aliens probably saw some crazy activity from this Russian satellite and decided to follow not, it into It would Earth have never left our, our orbit. To scope it out. That's what her, she also thought. I don't know. I just think I fucking hate Cynthia. That Cynthia. I like my Cynthia. Yeah, your my Cynthia is cool. Let's talk about my story. My Cynthia is <laughs> shitty. You didn't have a Cynthia. Cynthia. She also, like... Cynthia the doll, which is a Jasper type character. I knew that's why you went there. That's yeah. true. I, just, I was very excited that her name was Cynthia. In there. Cynthia. Is she I still will. alive? Is she a hit no, by a drunk that driver? Bitch is dead. But like, hold on. I'm going to really show you. You really do hate this yeah. woman. This is the most unflattering picture of her, but I got. You really hate scene. this woman. Yeah. Show us. Oh, shit. Not that. Oh, wait, oh is that porn? Yeah, it's just a shit ton of... Oh, my God. Oh, okay. Um, she's unique looking. That's a very unattractive... You could get... Winnie, why do you have so... Why are you making fun of me and my liquid death and my pickle juice? I'm not. I didn't. In that fact, I think I supported it. Anyway, looks like Jabba the Hutt after he gets choked out. We're very fat shamey today. No, I'm be. talking about her L. Ron Hubbard mouth. <laughs> That's what I'm L. talking Ron about. Speaking of aliens. Hubbard mouth. Yeah. Yeah, I okay. don't. I don't think that was fair to the children to do. No, they very much manipulated the kids. Yeah. Her, Cynthia and Professor Mac, like both of them, like none of it was done the right way. No, none. I've never it. seen an alien. I've never had an alien. I've anything. never had an alien either, or any like ghost stuff. Sure, alien stuff. No, have Most, you? Only in Chili's bathrooms. Mm -hmm. mm. The only thing that I had was. 2007 i was driving through uh from san marcus to bonnaroo in tennessee and i was driving overnight and this giant green thing fell from the sky like on fire bright green but since then i've learned that that can be a lot of things yeah mm -hmm. it's totally normal but for years but scary i don't know, know that is. yeah and i didn't have internet on my phone back then couldn't just Google it real quick. Couldn't snap a pic and do Google no. Lens. And it's like, oh, it's the best thing. No. It's shit from Dave Matthews. Airplane. Mm -hmm. So a for a few years, yeah. I was like, I had an experience. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It could have been, but I'm pretty sure it wasn't. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not afraid. Like, I'm not afraid of aliens. Like, if there's an alien style horror movie, unless it's like Alien, which is like a monster movie. And you're on their planet then. Yeah. I'm the alien. Yeah. What am I doing here? Yeah. You're in. I'm zone. scaring their children. Yeah. Damn. And that's why they killed you. And I, I probably deserved it. Let's be honest. That's it. Yeah. We're done. We're, we're it's done. It's been a while. Yeah. We haven't recorded in a while. Been a while. Since. 
Uh, I had to pee. No, it hasn't. I do have to pee though. So we're done. We're done. Go piss girl. Go piss girl. Bye.